2: Visit LiveNation.com slash to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club.
3: Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
4: Well, we are headed back across the pond to get our own passport stamped. That's right. Good morning, football. It'll be live from London next week. We kick off on Monday, and we'll be there all week long, getting you set for Vikings, Saints, and the entire international series for the NFL. But that's a game, Vikings Saints, that you can watch exclusively right here on NFL Network, October 2nd at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. But until then, we welcome you inside our show in the friendly confines of our studio here in New York City. It's Good Morning Football presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. It's Wednesday. September 21st. My name is Jamie Erdahl. That's Kyle Brent, Peter Schrager, and a Super Bowl champion to my left, Jason McCordy. As we take you out to the Bay Area and talk about some news that Trey Lance released himself, but that was just that he had successful ankle surgery. Unfortunately, nice. oh, it ended God. his season. The injury was suffered this weekend. Man. He wrote on social media, I will be back better than ever. This chapter is going to make the story even greater. We're with you, man. Best of luck. You are going to bounce back from this. Trey seems to be in good spirits, which is great. But there were many who watched the Niners' young quarterback get injured in just week two of his first season as a starter and wondered why. Why was Trey put in that position in the first place? Kyle Shanahan was asked those questions, and he had an answer on Sunday evening.
5: How do you balance the risk versus the reward?
3: Um, just because, I mean, you guys watch other teams in this league, I and mean, Buffalo does it all the time. Um, with their quarterbacks, it's pretty normal play. It's part of football, and it's unfortunate that he hurt his ankle on it. But was Jim very Perry, normal ram play. I should watch some other people. Uh, Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All
4: right, Coach Shanahan, a little feisty with that answer and being questioned as to putting his quarterback in that situation. But as you can see, um, it's not the first time he's had a quarterback go down with an injury in his tenure with the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously, even still recovering from surgery this offseason, but his first two injuries there, ACL ankle, and then Nick Mullins and Trey Lance. Um, The critics, though, the critics of Kyle Shanahan, Putting their quarterback in this position, do they have a point here? Does, does Trey Lance have a better shot at staying in if he's not put no. in those situations? Mm-hmm.
6: Right, first of all, I want to give some credit to the local 49ers media who actually presses the coach and, and puts him on that hot speed because it's compelling. The only two years they didn't lose their starting quarterback, they went to the Super Bowl. I mean, so that, that's pretty compelling to me, and a lot of those could have been avoided. A lot of those are not have anything to do with Kyle Shanahan. But you go back to Robert Griffin when he was in Washington and the way that he was used, and that was Mike and Kyle Shanahan is there. And there is an argument to be made that the 49ers lose their quarterbacks and running backs every single year. And what is it with Kyle Shanahan's offense that causes this problem? I would say, though, to those critics, and I would say to that point, running quarterbacks get hurt. You know, we do praise what Brian Dable and Ken Dorsey do with Josh Allen to no end. We do praise what Nick Sirianni has drafted up for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts had a wild run on Monday Night Football where he's outside the pocket, breaking tackles, dragging three guys, and dives in the end zone. And the next morning we celebrate and say, that's incredible. What a job by Sirianni drawing that up. You're going to get hurt at some point. That is the game. And whether it's coincidence or not, you're putting the running quarterback into that harm, and that's what's going to happen. I... Kyle's testy on it. He doesn't like this. He doesn't like being questioned. He's like, I know more football than you inside and out. But whether it's the way they practice, the way that they condition, the field condition, the Niners historically are the most injured team in the league year in, year out. And I don't know if it's the style of play or what it is, but I think it's fair to question it. It is fair to question it. Could they have handled him better? No, he's a running quarterback. And what they were doing in that first quarter of that week two game Trey Lance was tearing it up, Mm -hmm. and he was running all over the field, and there was like a little window of what this could be, and it was exciting. I don't don't like showing this play Mm because that's the one he gets hurt on, Mm -hmm. but all the plays that led up to it, Trey was carving up the Seahawks' defense. Mm -hmm. It's the risky run, and they drafted that guy. They didn't draft Mac Jones, who's a quarterback. They, They don't have Tom Brady or they don't have a Matt Stafford back there. They drafted that guy, and now they've got Jimmy Garoppolo, who's not a running quarterback, and the offense will go back to what it was.
3: Yeah. Listen, this is a big football shame. Everyone's all upset about it. It sucks that that happened. And when that happens, you look for someone to blame and you want to get mad at someone. You want to get mad at someone who hit him in practice or who missed his block or something. I, I just don't I, I can't get there. I don't see it there. If this is 2022, if you have a running quarterback, you run them. And it doesn't have to be Josh Allen. It could be Trevor Lawrence. It could be Jalen Hurts. It could be. Ky- I mean, after this, now Cliff Kingsbury should go, Kyler, don't run anymore. Just stop, enough of that. Let's just stay in the pocket. It's just too dangerous after what happened to Trey Lance. Shut up. It's ridiculous. The RG3 thing is I remember that Torres ACL picking up a bad snap on terrible turf. It's true. It's not Kyler. I mean, that, that was not something where he's making plays in the secondary and someone rolled up and Should he have been in the game? Yeah. Yeah, of course you should have been in the game. And listen, where's Dak Prescott right now? He's in the pocket, throwing a pass, that's breaking true. his hand, doing it. The injury gods are cruel, and they demand sacrifice. There is no way to escape it. Maybe you increase the chances by having Trey Lance. But also, Peter, you're saying they're the most injured team? They're also a very successful team. It works. They're in the playoffs. They're in the Super Bowl. So maybe that's the price they pay. And if they weren't making the playoffs... And everyone's getting hurt that Shanahan's going to be out of there. But they are. And um, maybe it is physical. But that's that's the ball that, play, that they play. And I, I don't say, let's just pull back the thing now and just have Trey stay in the pocket. Then why did we draft Trey? We would never have done that. I, I understand everyone's frustrated. I'm frustrated, too. But I, I can't see the Shanahan's fault.
7: I, I don't. Maybe, Jason, you disagree? One of the main things he said was injuries are a part of the game. You play football long enough, there's a 100% chance that you're going to get injured. And to me, the crazy thing is we look at some of the quarterbacks that have been injured under Shanahan. We talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. ACL was on a drop back pass where he scrambled and planted the wrong way and got hurt. The ankle, he's in the pocket and a Jets defensive lineman rolls up on his ankle. Nick Mullins is throwing the ball and gets hit in the arm. These aren't designed quarterback running plays, so they're irrelevant to the conversation. Yes, Trey Lance got hurt, but like you just said, Trey Lance's running ability is what takes him to the next level. It is the reason they want him in the game in the first place. So to me, you look around the league this season and kind of the way the league is moving there aren't many just strictly pocket passers mm-hmm. you said trevor lawrence justin herbert can run justin fields is in there to run. run kyler murray burrow run. runs burrow can run all of these guys have designed run plays at some point in these games so to me like yeah you can find someone to blame maybe you can talk about their practice routine people will try to blame the strength and conditioning coach the training room the truth of the matter is, you play football long enough, there are a lot of people that have had that picture that Trey Lance had, that same soft cast he has on his foot. No. A few months ago, I had the same cast on my foot, mm. waking up in the bed from surgery. So you weren't a running a, quarterback. And I wasn't a running <laughs> right. quarterback. It is a part of the game. It sucks. It absolutely sucks, but injuries come with it.
4: Yeah, this question in our rundown made me feel about salty, as Kyle Shanahan did answer that question. Okay. I, I literally, in the document last night, I just wrote, nope, and then mm. I just moved on. I just, I, I hate this. It's so frustrating. It's like, what do you want your team to play? What's the style supposed to be? This is what you went up and got the guy for I, injuries. I, I'm really just reiterating in a more frustrated fashion what everybody else has just said. I, injuries happen. This, the play in and of itself, where he got injured, and I don't want to see it again. But it's a two-yard run that easily could have happened if the pocket had collapsed on him. Like the strength and conditioning guy, they do not, it, they do not make your bones stronger. Okay, this it was an ankle <laughs> fracture. This could happen to anybody on any play. The question would have been legitimate, I think, if it had been a fourth quarter. Blowout and like, why is he in mm-hmm. there? Why are you having that run? This was early in the game. Yep. They're trying to establish an offense in week two. Let's say they hadn't run him and he hadn't gotten hurt. The question would have been, why aren't you running Trey Lance? Mm-hmm. So like, what? That's he true. can't. It's like Use so frustrating. Legs. Use right. his legs. his <laughs> legs. Like we're not, we're not generating an offense. Don't you want to run him more? It's like mm-hmm. they've run it. He snaps his ankle. It's just ter- so mm-hmm. frustrating.
3: Mm-hmm. Nope. Don't take the question. guys who are the least runners of all. I mean, look, Peyton Manning leaves Indianapolis with a neck yep, issue. Yep. Aaron Rodgers had a whole bunch of injuries. He's not in the design runs. Right. I, I I know what the question getting at because mm-hmm. when you start to show all the injuries and how many seasons yeah. have been derailed by that, it starts to be compelling. And maybe the thing is Shanahan plays a physical style of ball that will lead to injuries. But I just keep coming back to it works. It
0: works. It works. Mm-hmm. And if somebody gets hurt, it sucks. But it works.
2: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 seconds from Mars, O oh, and two-door cinema club.
1: You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi on a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails.
6: Welcome back to Good Morning Football. We're now joined by a 13-year NFL veteran who spent 10 seasons with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That was with the New York Jets. He's mm-hmm. a nine-time mm-hmm. Pro Bowl selection and a Super Bowl champion. He's done it all you could imagine in an NFL career. And now he is on Good Morning Football. Let's welcome Pro Football Hall of Famer, Mr. Allen. Hey, what's up,
5: Allen? What's going on, guys?
6: Such an honor for us to have you on here. Let's start with tomorrow night. Your former team, the Steelers, goes up against a division rival coming off a tough loss in the Browns. It's Thursday Night Football. It's on Amazon. It is available on NFL+. Plus. You've been watching the Steelers. What do you expect from Pittsburgh in week number three?
5: Oh, man, a rivalry game. Uh, two cities that hate each other more than the teams themselves hate each other. It's going to bring out a little bit of chippiness. It's going to be a fun game. I'm sure it's going to be full of excitement. And, uh, you know, two teams that are still trying to find themselves a little bit. It's uh, it's going to be exciting.
7: Yeah, for sure. You talk about two teams still trying to find themselves a little bit. That Pittsburgh Steelers offense is still figuring out uh, how they're going to put points on the board. And Mr. Trubisky has struggled some through these first two games. And they brought him in, but they also drafted Kenny Pickett to crowd and the people in Pittsburgh are asking for Pickett. picket. What do you think? Should they go pick it? Should they keep Trubisky? How would you handle this situation?
5: You know, I, I get the excitement of the Steelers fans. You know, the number one draft pick, hometown quarterback, right? They've been sitting there watching him do what he did at, at the University of Pittsburgh. So I see the excitement. You know, for me, I look at it and I see that it's more of an offensive problem than a quarterback problem right now. You know, I think they need to find out who they are on offense more than they need to, f- need to find out who's directing the offense. You know, it's just uh, a little bit here and a little bit there, and they just haven't been able to pull it together. You know, they have uh, they need to ex- expand the field. You know, I think that's the easy thing. Everybody's been saying it. But I mean, when you play on a short field, you're a defensive guy, you know? When you play on that short field, you know, bend don't break, get him in the red zone, and things get harder to do. But if you're playing that way on the whole field from the whole length of the field, uh, you know, you're doing it every down, and it's uh, you're not doing yourself any justice And it's making the game uh, harder for yourself. And I think that's their biggest problem right now. I think they need to figure that out. And then we can start worrying about whether it's time for Kenny Pickett or not.
3: They will figure it out one way or another. They're the Steelers. That's what they do. It's what Mike Tomlin does. Alan, you were with the Steelers for Mike Tomlin's first season there. He's never had a season back in under 500. It gets talked about all the time. There's a few simple things about Tomlin. That thing, that he wins. He's got cool sunglasses. He's got good sound bites and everything. But that's kind of the whole Mike Tomlin package that we know. What is it about him that makes him so effective? And tell us something about him that maybe we don't know as a coach
5: you know i think uh the energy that you see uh when he's in front of the camera talking to you guys and the quotes that you're talking about that's him all day every day that's him uh at at six o'clock in the morning walking through the door that's him at six o'clock at night walking around the facility uh he's constantly always pushing buttons pushing guys pushing the envelope and and never never settles or, or rests for you know status quo he's always looking for more from you even when you're already giving your best and you're at your peak and that's what's kept them above 500 his entire years is he's the guy that's always pushing the buttons. And, uh, you know, I, I went back and, and did some summer coaching a couple of years back and uh, I was amazed. You know, this game is always uh, player driven, you know, as a as a as a player himself, always. Feel to say that it's, you know, the players are driving the game, but there's so much of what Mike brings that he's really the the driver of the vehicle. Now he's he's driving the team and pushing the buttons and, and getting it out of guys. And it's, it was interesting for me to see firsthand, but it's definitely it's definitely the reason. And that's why.
4: That's cool. Alan, you've been around a lot of fantastic head coaches and coordinators and coaches that were soon to become head coaches in your time. Ten seasons with the Steelers, two with the Jets, and part of your offensive coaching staff when you were with New York Jets Whose current Giants head coach Brian Dable. You said on Twitter that you could see Dable would become a coach all the way back in 2008. 2008. What, what did you see in him at that time, and what is what kind of special sauce does he bring into the New York Giants?
5: you know dayball always had that little something to him you know he didn't uh when he when he had his meetings they weren't just a meeting they were there was a little bit more to it there was a little something that caught everybody in the room's uh eye and ears uh everybody perked up and listened the way he he talked about the game and thought about the game you knew he just wasn't the quarterback's coach he wasn't just there as a position coach he was thinking bigger and broader strokes and uh you know, any time uh, off the field having conversations with him, he just really saw the game at a different level, on, on a different plane than, than than a lot of guys that I felt. And you could just tell that that he had this uh, right here uh, in him, and it, it was going to come out at some time, and he was going to get his chance. And uh, he plays uh, coaches with a fire, and, and that's something else that's, that's great in a head coach, man. He's, uh, he's a complete package, and I'm so excited for him.
7: Yeah, it says a lot about Dabo being able to impress you all the way back in 2008. You're a guy who a little over a year ago your enshrinement into the pro football Hall of Fame, a Hall of Famer, such a nice accolade and an amazing thing to accomplish. How special was that night? And what's been the greatest perk of being able to throw on that gold jacket?
5: Man, that night was was completely special, you know. It's a it's the pinnacle of a career. It's the opportunity to thank your loved ones, your coaches, your teammates, to let them know what they meant to you. You know we don't always get that opportunity you know some of us uh, don't don't do it uh, until it's too late to get that opportunity was uh, golden pardon the pun right there but um that that was the biggest deal for me uh, that evening were, were those opportunities uh you know the biggest perk it's uh you know it definitely opens uh, opens a few more doors and uh you know catches people's ears a little bit longer but, uh, you know, for me, going back this year, we got so, so much of a chance more to go back and, and kind of fellowship and hang out with the other Hall of Famers. Uh, now that we had all of our initial, uh, you know, craziness, it's pretty chaotic when you're going in. You don't really get the chance to hang out as much as you'd like. But to sit down and, and have lunch with a Mike Singletary or to, or to have a beer with, you know, this guy and that guy or a group of guys and just sit there and talk football and talk times and, and just uh, have that fellowship was uh, amazing experience this past year.
6: I think that fellowship is very real and that, that Hall of Fame lunch that they have every Friday at the uh, in Canton is absolutely legendary and now you're going to be a part of that forever. It's only the guys with the gold jackets. There might be another guy that you know quite well making his way to Canton. Your presenter at your Hall of Fame enshrinement was your former teammate, Hines Ward. Mm. Yesterday, the Hall of Fame announced 129 modern era players nominated for the class of 2023 and again, Hines was on the list. During your speech, you said, Ward, will make it to Canton one day. Take this time. Make a plea. The viewers, the voters, they are watching. Why does Heinz Ward belong in Canton?
5: You know, there, there's a there's a couple criteria, I think. For me, people tuned in to watch Heinz Ward. They, they tuned in. The fans tuned in. Other teams' fans, they tuned in to watch and see what he was going to do, who he was going to block, how he was going to block it, how he was going to pull it off. Two, rules were made for him. You know, there are rules. Uh, wide receivers are not allowed to do what Heinz did because of him. He changed the game. And, and three, the stats he was able to put up don't compare to, to a lot of other teams that were on pass heavy offenses, but his numbers shine and they're big and they're good for the type of offense that we were in. We were a run first offense and he put team first and was selfless. And went out there and did what he was asked to do and that was to to play wide receiver and to block and to be a a big part of the entire package of the game not just catching the ball down the field and having eight catches a game he played the entire 60 Mm. plays every every game
6: and he blocked and he played specials, did it all, Heinz Ward, a legend. We'll see how it goes, but your voice means a lot, and I know he probably appreciates it watching somewhere that you've got his back and always have. Alan Fanica, awesome appearance. Good a job, watching man. Steelers, yes, so. Browns tomorrow on Amazon. Thanks so much for joining the show. Appreciate it.
5: Let's do it, guys. Let's do it. I like that guy.
4: NFL Knockout presented by Caesars Sportsbook is a free-to-play game on NFL.com. When an exclusive VIP trip to experience the 2023 Pro Bowl, the 2023 NFL Draft, or Super Bowl 57 weekly, answer 10 questions about Sunday's games and top the leaderboard to win a trip of a lifetime. Visit NFL.com slash knockout to sign up play and win. That sounds sweet. Uh, it's time now for Whiteboard Wednesday. Yeah, let's go! When asked about the Steelers' offense and its ability to attack defenses down the field, Mitch Trubisky said, quote, I just gotta get these playmakers the ball. The playmaker who needs to have the ball the most in Week 3 across the league is Peter.
6: How about Devontae Adams? Where did about he go in the second half? I don't know. Uh, great first three halves of football for Devontae then when they needed him, it was like Carr wasn't throwing to him in that entire second half. But they he went to go see Oh, I think he did sick. see O. Oh, he was popping bottles with those Las Vegas Aces fans. Um, I, you know, we, we, the Raiders are 0 and 2. This is not going yeah. great. He was great for your fantasy team week one, but week two, he wasn't good for your fantasy team, even though he had that little touchdown at the end zone uh, in the first half. Devontae's too good, not to be getting the Rock more. If you look at these numbers, in week one, he was targeted, I think, 17 times, and in week two, I think he was targeted uh, four or five times it was it was wild to see him just disappear in this game and that might not be because of Devante it might have been great defense by the Cardinals. It might have been Derek Carr just didn't think it was the go-to play in the second half. Uh, the Raiders also had the ball for about three minutes in that game uh, once the second half began. Devontae Adams no more week twos. I don't care if he scored a touchdown. We need way more than that for this trade and that money and all that stuff. To be really paying off for the Raiders, I don't no. even think it's his fault. Can't go on three. Mm. On this
7: three. Is a big season. Mm. Can't. You definitely can't. For me, another guy who played his butt off last year, over a thousand yards as a rookie. Where's he been? Kyle Pitts. He has four catches for 38 yards. Through two weeks this season on 10 targets. And I know Mariota's not frustrated. Arthur Smith said he's not frustrated. Kyle Pitts said he's not frustrated. The ball will come. Well, somehow or another, they have to figure out a way to get this guy the ball. Give him a reverse. Do something. Throw a screen to him. But Ten targets in two weeks, over 1,000 yards last season. We have to find a way to get Mm -hmm. Kyle Pitts with the ball Mm -hmm. in his hands and let him make plays for this Atlanta Falcons offense. Mm
4: -hmm. Can you smell what Dalvin is cooking? I can't because I never saw him on Monday Night Football. (laughs) Um, 17 yards on six carries. He caught four balls, good for 19 yards. That's 36 yards from the line of scrimmage for Dalvin Cook. Any game script that happens to the Minnesota Vikings should include Dalvin Cook touching the ball 20 times. 20 times. 30 times. My goodness, every other play, should be he should be featured. What is happening? What happened on Monday night? That cannot be the identity. What Vikings team are we going to get in week three? Whoever it is, it has to involve Dalvin Cook.
3: It's easy to get drunk on Justin Jefferson, and he's great. Yes. But that is the engine right there of Minnesota is Dalvin. I'm going to go with a guy who's on a 2-0 team who has a really, really big game. Give me Lenny. Lenny Fournette, number seven for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Evans is out. Lenny, you got to have a day. Pick it up. We need someone to, to, to make up the difference from Mike Evans and carry this thing. And there's also been a thing that's happened. Leonard Fournette came in the league. He was Leonard Fournette, and he was not number seven. He became Lenny somewhere along the way. And in becoming Lenny and turning back to number seven, he became really fun and goofy, and he makes fun <laughs> of the like weight gain thing. Look at the tweet that he had after week two. Just unapologetic. He tweets, To my fantasy owners, I'm sorry. Touchdown's coming soon. It's great. And th- there haven't been the touchdowns. There need to be this week. He should be the engine against that Green Bay defense. Not Leonard Fournette. It's kind of like how Jason tells us Darius Slay is just Slay. He's just Lenny. Lenny. You should have Lenny on his nameplate. I would Lenny number seven. You got to have a big day. Give right. those Spanish owners what they want.
4: All right. So, Good Morning Football is headed to London next week to kick off the international series. The famous British. Celebrity that you would most like to hang out with in London next week is.
6: Do you guys know what the Grid Walk is? Not no. the gritty walk. The not grid the, walk. Gr- great. not walk. the gritty. That's great. Not the gritty. Not the Crip Walk. Yeah. Shout out to Too Short. Um, not. What the is grid, The grid walk... Okay, you watch that F1 on sure. Saturday? Drive to Survive. Do you know that guy, Martin Brundle? I know who that is. Martin Brundle great, is the one right? who's in the paddock, and he's trying to interview all the celebrities, <laughs> yeah. and they never want to be interviewed by him. So, Brundle's like a bulldog. He's like, uh, David Beckham. Beckham's like, get out of here. Mm. Or like, Adele. Adele's like, I don't want to talk you. <laughs> this is the one who thought Paulo Boncaro, the Duke mm-hmm. player, was mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. I got to have oh, this guy dad. on the show. Right. I want Brundle on the show. If you guys are familiar with F1, Martin Brundle is a legendary commentator. I don't know if he's well received overseas. He might not be. I don't know. I love him. I'm watching as the dumb American over here across the pond. Like, look at those fast cars. We going. like him. <laughs> yeah, and look at this guy trying to interview celebrities who are too too obnoxious to be sat down and talk to this guy. Why does he have the racing suit if he's the journalist? I don't know. We have AP <laughs> images. They just oh, Google so his like name. Use. Maybe he used to race. I don't know.
7: Perhaps <laughs> if he catches on fire, he's good there. There you go. It's my
6: invite, Brundle. I think you are a modern. A, uh, wizard, I love you. I want you on Good Morning Football. Tuesday to Friday, we will be there. Monday to Friday, we'll be there next week. Can we get Brundle on the show? Yeah. It's an open invite. Another fellow sports media maven. Yeah, we'll do, like, the Brundle Bundle. Yeah. Like, we'll do I'll oh, misidentify quarterbacks, right? Does right, right. right. he lean
4: into it? Like, is he all right with oh, it? Oh, he's amazing! Okay. Yeah, he's great. He's amazing.
7: He's great. I'm, I'm excited. For me, in the McCourty household, uh, we love to sing. None of us have that talent. We're all challenged in that way, but. Either way, we do. And the most famous artist in the household is Ed Sheeran. Mm. The kids love to sing his song, whether it's perfect, whether it's thinking out loud. We're in there. We're trying to hit the high notes. The vocals are going. Mm. So for me, we get over there. If I can hang out with Ed Sheeran. I mean, he was in Game of Thrones. He's done collabs with Beyonce, Meek Mill, mm. Lil Baby. All, it, all of these people. There you go. Kyle can why sing did, why did Peter do that? <laughs> <laughs> for me, Ed Sharon, if we can get over there, go hang out with him. We'll have a blast. Oh, man, I'd love that. I love
4: that. If I were bringing my kids, I would say I want to meet Peppa Pig, but I'm not, so I'm going to get good sleep, and I don't have to meet Peppa Pig. Um, but I, gotta, I had to fit right all nice. this in here. F1. Let's, let's get Sir Lewis Hamilton, okay. MBE, which is oh. member of the most excellent order of the British Empire. This guy is the LeBron, the Brady, the whatever of F1. He's the man. And let's get him on the show. I want to hang out. Mostly because... I think this is one of those people that you interact with and he's just universally, like, you're cooler if you stand next to Lewis Mm -hmm. Hamilton. Have you seen the clips of people, like, getting into F1 cars and, like, just wanting to, like, hurl out the side? Like, just regular citizens. Like, I think we should put Kyle in one of those can, cars. Can, just...
6: There is a football link. Sure. You know He's a he's a partial owner of the Denver Broncos. Mm. Yes, he because piece. he's
4: got a. I saw like his retirement home is in Colorado, and now he's part of the ownership. They give him group. piece of the ownership. Oh, no, let's awesome. go! <laughs> yeah. He's probably not a fan of your guy Brundle. I would no. say. No, 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 no. I don't think. Okay. It,
6: I think Brundle gets to
3: the questions that they don't want to answer. Yeah, mm. I respect that. Yeah. He's got a piece of the Broncos. He has a much better sense of the clock than they do at this point, yeah, right, right? Too don't mm, they? Right? right. I mean, it's right there. I don't know if we're going to London after this. I don't know if we are. I think we offended the people so much by waiting this far into the segment to have this British celebrity. Peter, I'm going to put it up. I want you to read this for me, okay? Here's who should come on the show. Here's it. Come on. Just say it, Peter. Come on, Mr. Damn Bean. Mr. Lewin Bean. Atkinson, come Atkinson, on the show. What are do we doing? I thought all of us would have the same answer. Look at Rowan. You're right. He's, a, he's, on a, he's on a lazy boy chair on a float. Who knows why? If you love his work in the film Rat Race or Johnny Dangerously or Johnny English, uh, Mr. Bean, of course. And I want him on the show. I don't want too Bean. much to ask. I want him as Bean, though. I, I don't want, him want him Rowan as in the act. I want him as Bean. I want him as Mr. Bean. And we just say, so, Mr. Bean, you, what do you think of the Packers running game? And it's just all this... <laughs> It's just this crazy British humor. It's all this, this facial expression again. Peter showed up last time we went to England with a Mr. Bean mask. And it was immediately tased by the legal team because we didn't have the rights to the mask or something.
6: First segment, I'm wearing a Mr. Bean mask, answering the Texans-Dolphins Thursday night reaction yeah, And you're just going,
3: mm, and just doing, like, sight gags and physical humor. I think I think we got to bring him back. Yeah. Have you seen
7: Man vs. B on Netflix? With, with Man vs. Bean? Man vs. B. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, What's that? It's a show. My kids love it. It's Mr. Bean. He's on there. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) and he's battling this bee as he's house-sitting for another couple. It's pretty funny. That's amazing. I I, I Googled who is the most
3: British person ever, and it came up (laughs) Rowan Atkinson. So I think that's what we need.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.
2: Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
1: You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi.
4: Someone who is no stranger to that is Will Selva.
8: We got some news to get to. NFL Network Insider Ian Rappaport is reporting that cornerback Joe Hayden announcing his retirement after 12 seasons in the NFL. He's going to retire a Brown. So his eligibility clock for the Pro Football Hall of Fame has begun. Speaking of which, 129 modern era finalists for the class of 2023 were announced on Tuesday. Now, among them... Of those nine first-time eligible players, those include friend of the show C2K, running back Chris Johnson, our colleague and 10-time Pro Bowler Joe Thomas, seven-time Pro Bowler Dwight Freeney, a pair of linebackers, Navarro Bowman, James Harrison, safety cam Chancellor, and Revis Island, corner Darrell Revis. Now, the guy that is on the fast track to Ken Brown's defensive end, Miles Garrett, did not practice on Tuesday as he deals with a neck injury. His status for Thursday night's game against the Steelers in jeopardy. Jadavian Clowney has already been rolled out with an ankle injury. NFL Network insider Mike Garofolo reporting free agent pass rusher Jason Pierre Paul visiting with the Ravens Tuesday. JPP, who has 91 and a half career sacks, spent the past three seasons with the Bucks. And I'm sure we all remember Geno Smith's performance in week one against the Broncos, picking up the surprising win, which prompted his post-game quote, they wrote me off, but I ain't right back though. Well, last week, Smith filed for trademark protection for that particular saying. In that case, I guess this may be the last time we can use that phrase. We're thrilled to be going to London next week, and we're getting tweets about who we should
3: have on the show or what celebrity we should meet. What does this one say? Ozzy performed
4: uh, week one.
3: Uh huh. That's right. He did it at halftime. He looked good. He had the eyeliner and everything. Jamie, what's next?
4: Um, Sir David Attenborough or mm. Idris Elba or Adele? Ooh. Wow, oh, I, would, I, I would love. Is it Idris Idris Elba? Um, yeah, Idris. Idris, yeah. And Adele. I am aware Is of the that effect
3: that I have anymore? on women. Yep. Yep. What do you think about this
7: one, Jason?
6: Oh man. Uh, Ricky Gervais would come in and roast us. Really good.
7: Yes. I think that'd be all right. Yeah, that would be you know, I'm, not, I'm not mad at. That at all I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind,
4: uh-huh. mind intercella.
3: Uh, Idris Elba would be fantastic. I think he is universally beloved across yeah. uh, all all
6: people. See the next James Bond. Then I hope so. I was just about to yeah. say that, keep Peter. That, yeah. Barbara that Broccoli, are you out there? She yes. picks who I don't know. It is.
3: Uh, but we are. We're leaving this weekend. Yep. We're going to yes. spend the entire next week in London. It'll be all the accoutrements and double decker buses yep. and Beatles homages and stuff. What else are we going to do, Jamie? The,
4: uh, the underground gonna, club. The underground club. This, apparently, right? we're going to go to so Big Ben. Is it a clock or a step? what is that? Well, everyone
3: refers to the clock as Big. Big Ben, and then there's always this one smart person who's like, you know, Big Ben is actually the chimes in right, the clock. Yes, right, we exactly.
4: That. Well, we're going right. to
3: go there. we to get to oh, start Big Ben right. in football. We need a new one, right? right? Yeah. It's, oh, yeah,
4: you're right. That's Jersey I'm Shore,
6: saying. London but Underground. But going to all of segments
4: <laughs> and make them British. That's right. <laughs> okay.
6: That's Meet that. us there. I'm
7: going to do cross This is what run. I'm going to do, <laughs> do in England is just be
4: like, what are these two? to be a lot. Rugby!